0: All right, so I'm not recording. Um I just pressed the button just because uh I want to make sure that I don't forget to press it. Uh we got background music? We do. Um <laughs> 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 I'm like it's always nice. This is this is just consider this the uh the theme the back the theme. I'm just going to record this and then just have it playing the entire time. Copyright it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um Cool. So, are you good? Can you hear yourself? Um, I can raise up the mic if you need. No, this is a good volume. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, Yeah, I think that's pretty much it. I mean, in terms of setup, you can hear me, I can hear you. Yeah. Cool. Um, Ever so slightly. Hmm? I wonder if we
1: angle the mic away if that'll help with it. It's about the same.
0: Um, Cool. Julian, thank you so much. Um, I know I brought this up quite a bit. Yeah. Um, Just, you know, sharing your story. Um, I've sent you the questions, um, the guide of just how it basically goes. Um, So it doesn't have to be this way. At the same time, like, it could go on forever. If your story's um, an hour, great. If your story's 50, great. That's three years worth of content. Love it. Um, But the whole concept of um, the stories is... You know, like at some point we were all lost sheep, um, and this is just God's redemptive work in our lives. Um, but yeah, so who are you? I'm gonna go ahead and get started. It's a loaded question. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm Julian Wheeler. I'm the youth minister now at Del Sol Church. Uh, I was doing full time split between a uh, worship ministry and student ministry, but now I just get to focus on the youth, which is nice. I uh, did worship ministry for about five years now, so I'm pr- fairly well-seasoned in that, and I've uh, been doing youth ministry for two years now, so that's fairly new, but uh, getting better at it slowly and, and figuring out what works for the students in our uh, El Paso area. That's awesome. Two years. Wow. I think so. It c- could be rounding up or down.
0: Yeah, Time flies. <laughs> Um, so, do you have a favorite Bible verse, passage, or story? Oh, I
1: hate to be that cliche minister, but there's so many. But uh, specifically when when I started in ministry and started in youth ministry, uh, I grew great love for Paul's letters to Timothy, both of them. And I think it's super applicable as a young person in ministry because I started – uh, working at the church when I was 20. Um, so I was the youngest on staff at the time and just, uh, going through Timothy and see, seeing Paul's words encouraging Timothy when he was young and in ministry was, was something that spoke life into me. And it's something that I held close to my heart. And now being in youth ministry, I get to, to show my students those passages when I'm discipling them and, and give them words of encouragement from Paul of how he told Timothy how to be
0: as a young person doing the Lord's work that's so cool um, usually like people go straight to something in the Old Testament David Daniel like something that really mm-hmm. impacts them but that's cool that's, that's new that's different <laughs> um, so I guess we'll just hop right into it like uh, it's your story like who were you before Christ cool. not a
1: great person
0: <laughs> so I have kind of an interesting testimony
1: because I grew up in church so I always knew God I always knew the stories of the Bible um, I would have said I was a Christian growing up, but now reflecting back on it, I really don't think I was a true Christian until uh, from my freshman year in college. So I kind of grew up knowing Christ, but I was like your household Christian. So I had a pretty big ego because I was on the worship team when I was 13 years old, like singing and leading music. And, uh, uh, back when I was in high school and middle school, like that was the jam for the church girls. And it was like, nice, like I'm liked and appreciated. And it only grew my ego instead of me growing my relationship with Christ. And because of that, I never really, really had a firm foundation on Christ. And I was susceptible to partying. And, and whenever I was invited to go out, I was like, yeah, that sounds that sounds great. And I started smoking at a very young age uh, because I was homeschooled up until uh, middle school. And so when I got to middle school, it was like, Oh, wow, this is kind of a culture shock. I want to like experience everything. So I tried to experience everything, started smoking at a young age, uh, eventually started doing pills and other party pills in middle school and in high school too. And, and I just, I wasn't a good person because I think, I mean, none of us are good, but, uh, me particularly, I was living that fake life of, yeah, I go to church, I lead worship and, and I'm a Christian. I was involved in the Christian clubs at school, but, Whenever I had a chance to uh, be someone else, like I took that opportunity and I, I just let it inflate my you because I was like, oh, "I'll never get caught and I'll, I'll always be liked at church and at school within the party group and within the small group at church." And it was just uh, a two-faced life, to put it simply.
0: How did you come to accept? Him? Well, it's it's weird because
1: growing up and always knowing Christ, like I just always thought I was saved. Like I was baptized when I was six years old and. In growing up, I would have always said I was a Christian, but it wasn't until after my grandmother had passed when I was in high school, it was the end of my junior year. And it really rocked my faith because the, the church that we were attending at the time, uh, I didn't get the response that I wanted from my pastors and my peers. And it was, it really felt for the first time in my life, like I was completely alone in dealing with this loss. And my grandmother, she was like another parental figure to me, like she lived very close. I would... Always a walk to her house uh, throughout the week, whether it be after school or during the summer, I'd bike there like almost every single day. Um, Even though my dad was a guitarist, my grandmother was a person who instilled my love for music in me because I started learning piano from her at a young age. So when, when I lost her, it, I, it took a big hit on me and, uh, feeling rather alone in a church where I was told it was a place where I was never supposed to be alone. It rocked my faith. And, uh, come senior year, I still went to, to another church with my parents, but that was more just to please my parents. Cause I was like, yeah, I'm not going to stop going to church and have them get on my case about every little thing. So I just attended and, and kept living life how I wanted to live it. And, and started doing more things with my school friends, my party friends, going out drinking a ton more. And um, when I went up to college at the University of New Mexico, I only did one year at UNM. But I remember when I got up there, I decided I was done with religion. I was done with Christ. Like I didn't really believe because I just held a lot of resentment for the things that had happened in my life. And uh, it wasn't until uh, probably towards the end of the first semester, I remember, because it was cold. And that was about it. Um, I would go out partying with my friends at college like every weekend. And uh, one night, uh, my best friend, who I still keep in touch with to this day, Cheyenne, she she took me out partying and and I was known as the designated drinker for her and her friends. So it was a late night of partying and and I went to sleep like at 3 a.m. And she called me at 7 a.m. and said, Hey, I don't know why, but I feel like going to church and you're coming with me. And I was like, I'm like... I could still like feel hungover, obviously I don't feel up for doing anything like I just want to sleep maybe go get breakfast at like 10 if you're cool with it and she told me, Julian, if you do not come to church with me, I'm never hanging out with you again and I said, all right, we'll see and within like ten minutes I was up and getting ready decided to go to church with her and well uh I was at the church this was at Calvary Albuquerque in New Mexico and uh they had a guest speaker Levi Lusco and he was doing his message on um. Um, through the eyes of a lion, how he lost his kid uh, post-birth, and they ended up uh, using their, their kid's eyes to donate it to other people, and and they get to meet the person that get their kid's eyes and get to see their own kid's eyes, and how during that time they had so much resentment for the loss of their kid that they weren't focusing on the goodness that God was doing through it. And it really spoke to me because i was like oh i have resentment because of loss in my life like so that was just really hitting home and it was tugging on my heart and i was like "Eh, this is just a weird coincidence and at the end of the the message they did an altar call and my, my best friend stood up and uh she was in tears and moved by the message and i was like oh that's neat i'm glad she found peace and then afterwards they said if you accepted christ please come to this room, it was a room on the side of the auditorium where they have prayer partners and stuff just to like pray personally over you. And, um, she went, of course, but she dragged me with her and she was like, come with me. And I said, no, you made that decision. I'll meet you at the car. And she said, no, you're coming with me. And I said, all right, but I'm just going to sit there awkward like a creeper in the corner. <laughs> and she was like, yeah, whatever. So I went and while she was being prayed over, I was, I was in the corner standing holding her stuff. And a man came up to me and he said, has anybody prayed with you yet? I said, Oh, no, I didn't make a decision. I'm here for my friend. And the guy looked me dead in the eye and said, Well, God's telling me that you're really hurting, and I would love to pray for you right now. And I was like, That's a little weird, but yeah, sure, pray for me. And the prayer he prayed over me just hit on everything that my heart was hurting about. He was calling me to to have a reignited love for God and that just to put all the past hurts that I experienced at church through people and, and through fi- family members, to just put that aside. And chase after the one holy one, and I was moved by that prayer. But I was like, man, this this could just be a weird, weird coincidence. So I went back, and we we got lunch after church, and we went back to uh, our dorms. And I just laid in bed for the rest of the day, like reflecting on how like strange it was, but how like I oddly felt at peace throughout my resentment and and everything else for the church, for God, and for other people in my life that I was like. What if what if there there is a God working in me right now so I just put it to rest and said I'll, re- I'll reflect on this later because I had a lot of school work to catch up on and in the middle of the week the man that prayed over me he he called me because yeah. he they'd get my information because my best friend entered in the communication mm-hmm. card for me and he asked me how I was doing and how how uh, I felt after him praying for me and if I wanted to get plugged in in small groups or or anything else at the church and I, I didn't because i wasn't ready for that but i felt that as god tugging back on my heart and kind of calling me back so after that my eyes were kind of open and and i told god you know what uh i'm sorry for for neglecting this relationship i'm sorry for for uh, cursing your name out of resentment and out of my own angry heart and and i told god I'm i'm ready to submit i'm starting to go back to church so i started going back to church um, came back uh, to El Paso to visit for the winter and for Christmas and found out my parents were attending Del Sol. And when we get here, my little brother was in youth and found out that my youth pastor from my old church was here at Del Sol. So I got plugged in with, with helping out just for a little bit. But I was like, you know, helping out's not really my thing. Like I want to get a good foundation because I never really had that foundation because I always grew up feeling like, Oh, my faith is my parents' faith. I'm saved through this household. and never really took ownership for it. So I wanted to relearn how to take ownership of my faith. So um served for a little bit during the Christmas season and uh, went back to Albuquerque and continued attending. And um, the last week that I was in Albuquerque, Skip Heitzig was talking about the importance of serving in your church and the importance of getting plugged in and the importance of using your gifts. And I was like, this is a very weird, coincidental sermon to hear as I'm about to move back to El Paso and and move to a church with familiar faces that are going to want me to serve. So I prayed and I said, you know, God, I really don't want to serve. I just want to attend, but uh, your will be done. And sure enough, within like two weeks, the youth pastor hit me up and said, I really need somebody to help out with worship. And I was like, I don't think I'm ready for that. And he said, um, well, Why don't you just come give me like two months of your time and then we'll we'll reevaluate. And uh, that was the first time I volunteered and that turned into an internship, turned into a full-time job, and now I'm a youth minister. So (laughs) I think um, I've always had had Christ a part of my life, even when I felt distant from Him, but I really took ownership of my faith when I was in Albuquerque my freshman year of college.
0: That's so cool. That's a wild ride. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, like, you take a moment, you think back on, like, everything that has happened, and it's just... Yeah, you see
1: His providence, like, all throughout many people's stories, but, like, especially mine, because I knew at a young age that that I was called and chosen by God, but, like, I never owned it, Mm -hmm. and I never lived differently, and never allowed Him to change me. And then, finally, it took a lot of eye-opening sermons and other steps taken in my life that I was
0: like, all right, yeah, I get it. (laughs) I'm here, even from the beginning, was like, oh, that's a weird coincidence. Mm. <laughs> um, so, uh, who would you say now, who would you say you are now with Christ? I'm a much
1: gentler person. Like, even when like when I was attending church in high school and middle school, like, I was just super, super egotistical. And I think that showed a lot, because, I mean, you could even ask a few of the other people that have known me from, from my previous church, but they're like, yeah, Julian's different. He used to be a punk. I mean, I was, and on top of that, I, mean, I was addicted to different substances and smoking and just the, the party life. And I was kind of a jerk and bitter and, and knew I was good at what I did, so I owned it, but not in the right way. Mm. But now, uh, in Christ, I've definitely become a lot more gentle, a lot humbler in it, and sometimes I, I feel that little ego and like the little resentment and, and anger and bitterness coming back. And it's like, no, that's that's not who I am anymore. I'm filled with the Spirit. And so I think God has just reined me in and made me realize that I'm not good at what I do by my own means, but by him alone.
0: Uh, Were there any people involved in that process? Um, You don't have to name anyone if you don't want to.
1: Yeah, like my best friend at the time, since she had gotten saved at the same time where I felt like I was being called back to Christ, we kind of took those first steps of walking in Christ together and doing devotionals and talking about our faith and fleshing out what that looked like for us. So she played a huge role in, in one I was there, I got in touch with a pastor at UNM who who did a student ministries. as much like a BSM, but a more non-denominational uh, ministry on campus. I don't remember what it was called. And I never went to the ministry events or their gatherings, but the pastor would meet me weekly, and we'd talk about that quite a bit. And when I came back to El Paso, like the people here on Del Sol staff played a huge role in me. Uh, finding that firm foundation in my faith, like the old youth pastor and uh, Rick, who's now moving into the worship pastor role. They played huge roles in uh, in me finding my firm foundation in Christ. That's cool. Um,
0: how is life different with Christ?
1: I think that full submission just... And like we said, it just really displays God's providence and how once I, I came to Christ and finally said, you know what, I'm yours. I'd submit whatever plans you have for me. Give them to me, and like that's how I started volunteering and leading worship, and it turned into an internship while I was still going to UTEP. And when I was praying about what I should do further in my life, I was praying God like just open doors. And within a month of me praying that for for every day. Is when I got offered the job to uh be the worship minister over at our Trans Mountain campus. And then during uh right when COVID hit, I was just praying for God just to like open doors of of what's next, whether it be staying in worship ministry or whether it's uh finishing up school and doing something else, or whether it's moving into another ministry, just for for God to clarify that for me. And then it ended up leading to uh, me being in youth ministry. So I think that's kind of like how you see God's handprint all in my testimony. It's just that full submission. You see doors open time after time, and and it's a nice reminder for me, like, yeah, I should make plans for my future, but also expect God to change those plans at the drop of a pin if I'm ready to be in full submission to him.
0: Um, so now it's we're at the what you wish you knew part. So Uh, If you could tell yourself something from 10 years ago, what would that be? Just submit now. It's so much easier. (laughs) (laughs) Submit now. Okay. Um, What about when you first realized what he means to you?
1: I wish I knew when I first realized what he means to me. I wish I, and it's, it's not that I didn't know this. I just wish I was able to grasp the scope of God's love because a lot of what I had heard growing up, I equated with, oh, if I'm a Christian, that means good things should happen to me. And when the bad things happen, that's from the enemy. So anytime there was trial or conflict in my life, it was like, oh, this is because God doesn't love me. But when in fact, it's the opposite, like God God loves us. So he gives us these these challenges in life and he stretches us and he grows us through it. And, and whether or not we're living on the mountaintop and doing good things and and everything's going great, or if we're in the middle of the valley and and life just kind of feels like it stinks, we know that God is good and God still loves me. So I wish I was able to just grasp that much much earlier on.
0: Um, So what do you wish your future self, 10 years from now, would remember?
1: I would just like to always be able to to reflect on uh, the fact that <laughs> I wonder if that's the Lord calling. I don't know. Probably it's calling me from 10 years in the future. <laughs> this is what you need to know.
0: It's <laughs> very specific, because it's like.
1: Yeah, right? No, I, th- I would just like to constantly be able to reflect on how much God has worked in my life, because even in my relationships, in my current current relationship where I'm engaged and fixing to be married and just how, how God provided my fiance at a time that I really needed her and was finally ready for a relationship and moving on into marriage. So hoping 10 years from now when we're still married that we can just reflect back and, and tell our kids the stories of how much God has worked in us. That's awesome.
0: Um, so we are now at the random questions part. Um So this is based off a, we're going to go ahead and hit random number generator. Uh, We're going to do about four, if you're okay with that. Nice. You can do do 12 volunteer. Okay, cool. All right, let's go. So you're just going to hit generate, and then it'll pull up a number. Tell you the number? Yeah. 65. 65 question 65 is how have you seen god answer prayer cool. a lot i mean i won't uh i won't
1: repeat because I, I was praying for my job and that's how the doors really open up but also when i was uh seeking a relationship i was praying about it because i was really hurt from past relationships and never really felt like i was ready and i even spent some time on dating apps and went on dates that were just complete garbage i was like man I'm looking in the wrong places. So I just prayed for, for God to just, uh, open my eyes to whether or not I need to be in a relationship or whether or not I need to put a relationship on pause or just make it, uh, make it, make me realize who I need to be with if I am ready for that relationship. And, and it was just through time of prayer where God made me realize I needed to be single for a little bit. And when God made it clear that it was time to move into a relationship, like the doors with my fiance just opened up and it was like, are you free this night? And it's like, yeah. And, and I invited her to a concert. And she was like, yeah, I'll, I'll go. I like him. And ended up finding out later that she lied just to <laughs> get a date, and going to a concert with me. But here we are. Can't be mad. It was one of the best concerts I've been to. <laughs> <laughs> you
0: can hit the number of one more time? Thirty-nine. Thirty-nine. Question number 39 is, how do you deal with envy? How do I
1: deal with envy? Well, that's a tough one. I haven't felt envy in a minute. I think the easiest way is just, it's never really easy. It's just the easiest. It's just reflect on what God has already provided me with, whether it's me being envious of other people's positions or or what they're doing for, for the Lord or if it's physical possessions that they have. It's like, if I don't have it, that's for a reason. It's because God knows that that I wouldn't do well with whatever they have, and I need to just be content with what God has already provided me because he's already provided me with so much. Let's go. Next question. 78.
0: 78. All right. 78 is, do you feel like you are a part of a church community? If so, what draws you to it? Oh, yeah. I'm a part of multiple church (laughs) communities. (laughs) I think being
1: a, a youth minister, there's definitely a community that I have within the youth and just it's funny how many roles you could fill in students as as a youth minister because for some of them they they don't have uh, parental figures so you kind of take on that role and some of them just don't have the best uh, older sibling mentors so you kind of fill those roles so i definitely feel in community when i'm with the students but also with uh, our young adult community like i feel really plugged in there and still able to lead worship there and also in small groups and especially like uh, the rooted group that my, uh, my fiance and I were a part of this last rooted semester. Like, we've all grown so, so close to where that whole rooted group takes up or is going to make up our whole wedding party plus a couple others. So, there's community throughout church here, and it's it's so great to be a part of.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, I've heard a lot of that from rooted. Um, I mean, we still meet in like in my groups and like multiple groups that have met each other, and it's, mm-hmm. it's crazy what it does. Um, yeah. 45. Forty five, where do you connect most with God and why? Where do I connect the most with God?
1: It's funny cause that that question it changes a lot in whatever season I am in life. Like when I was doing worship, it was a lot through through music and and I would do my best to, to prepare for Sundays, but also when looking at new songs, trying to find how the songs align with in scripture. And even though it started with a song and that's how I connected with God, it was digging deeper and uh, finding out how the song is theologically sound or if it's not like uh, how it's misportraying God or how it could portray God better. So for that season of my life, it was definitely through their worship music, but Now moving into the youth minister role, it's definitely been a lot through prayer, because I don't think I'd be able to do this job without a ton of prayer, because these students are just facing so, so many trials in life that, like, if I was in high school experiencing a lot of the things they're experiencing, I don't know how I would have gotten out of it, or, or the person I'd be today, like, just facing the things that they're facing, so... I just always have to pray and ask God for discernment of how I can speak life into to each and every student that comes through the doors here at, at Del Sol Youth. And so prayer is a huge one. because There will be days where I just spend hours in prayer just asking God to reveal specific things
0: to me. Great. One more. Seven. Seven. Seven is tell me your two-minute testimony. <laughs> two-minute testimony? <laughs>
1: I'll give you like a thirty second testimony if I could re- <laughs> do the hard challenge, hard mode. Uh, grew up in church, knew Christ but didn't know Christ. Get mad at God, left God. God get my attention, and now I'm a minister. <laughs> <laughs>
0: there we go. <laughs> That's awesome um i think that's five uh okay so i just want to say be i have one more question but uh i just want to say thank you so much for uh being willing to share your story i know it's one thing uh sharing your story like to another person but let alone to like, possibly multiple mm-hmm. uh i always say that i like doing these for selfish reasons because i like listening to people's stories and it's just so interesting seeing god's work in everyone's yeah. lives. um but the last question i have for you is if somebody listening forgot everything that we've talked about in the last 20, 30 minutes, I don't know how long it's been, <laughs> but uh, what is one thing you want someone to take away from your story? If,
1: if there was one thing anybody could take away, I would just urge them just building a strong foundation in your faith starts with submission. Mm-hmm. And there'll be times when God tries to get your attention. You'll be hesitant and think, oh, this is just a coincidence or, oh, no, that's just... That's just weird, churchy talk. Like, just submit to God and and see what happens, and see His blessings come into your life. Julian, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Cool.